Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline like Moose Johnson today in our second hour. Sensational Sunday, statement Sunday in pro football. Thriller in the baseball playoffs. Time for your hot takes. We're loaded. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. Right, the place to start is with all the football conversation and good enough to stick around after the program today. After we wrap up, get up today. Ryan Clark and Rex Ryan in studio with the Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Gentlemen, thank you both very much. Hey, man. Great to be here, Greeny. I just like hanging out with you, period. So I just volunteer to do your show every week. Well, I am delighted <laughs> to have you. And Rex, usually racing out to catch racing a flight out. on these Mondays, but has a little extra time. So let's dive into it. Let, let, let me start at the end. Sunday night football last night, Rex. Statement game, Buffalo Bills. At least in my mind, I was still kind of willing to give Kansas City the benefit of the doubt based on their quarterback and their coach and everything else. And then last night, that all changed. The Bills, I think, not only prove they're the best team, but prove that the Chiefs are genuinely vulnerable. Yeah, no, I agree with with those statements for sure. But look, here's the thing. They built this team. So when you look at uh, Brandon Bean, the the, uh, general manager of the – uh, of the Buffalo Bills. What'd they do? Well, we're going to have to beat teams like this, Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. Right. We need pass rushers. Right. So they take their first two picks, Rousseau and Basham, I believe. The, yeah, the Boogie guy. Basham. Yep. Boogie Basham. So they draft those two guys. Combine them now with Mario Addison, Epinesa from, from Iowa, the draft pick last mm-hmm. year, and Jerry Hughes. Yep. You have five defensive ends, mm-hmm. and you need, to, you need to rush the passer in what quarter? The fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So they go out and do it. That's what they have right now. This defense is legit, not like the Kansas City defense. That, that team stinks on defense. So, to me, they're the most complete football team, and I think they're the best team in the NFL right now. What do you think, R.C.? Yeah, I mean, when you look at that game last night, it, it is the first time you look at Patrick Mahomes and you say he can't overcome everything. Right, you, you you can't overcome a guy like Josh Allen on, on the other side. You can't overcome a subpar defense. And now this team is truly in trouble. This team truly needs to reinvent themselves in order to win football games. And that's a tough place for Andy Reid to be because what do we all say? When Patrick Mahomes wins the MVP in his second year, when he wins Super Bowl MVP in his third year, we say, oh, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be here forever. For mm-hmm. as long as Patrick Dynasty. Mahomes plays, they're going to be in the Super Bowl. Well, not so fast. They might not even be the best team, or they aren't the best team in their own division. And that's a far departure from what we felt about the Kansas City Chiefs are they, coming into the season. Are they, Ryan, in real danger of not even making the playoffs? Are, are we living in a world where that could actually happen? Right, so, so what's starting to shift that is that the Las Vegas Raiders may not be as good as we thought they right. were. The Denver Broncos, who beat the Giants, the Jaguars, and, and the Jets, Jets early yeah. on in the season, yeah. aren't as good as we thought they were. And so, yes, they could still get in, especially because now with seven teams. But we, don't, we didn't plan on coming into this season asking, could the Kansas City Chiefs sneak into the playoffs? Right. The Kansas City Chiefs are supposed to be a perennial Super Bowl contender. And this team, as structured, especially defensively, and Rex knows this, they aren't Super Bowl ready. And you can't stop the, the likes of the, the Los Angeles Chargers, the likes of the Cleveland Browns, even on offense with the way they're playing defense. Yeah, when I look at them, look, Kansas City has not played defense worth a darn since they won the Super Bowl that right. year. Mm-hmm. Right. Ever since that time, remember they had that great run in the mm-hmm. playoffs. They haven't played defense. I mean, I, I don't know what they're living on, reputation or whatever. But Rex, honestly, on, on that defense, who would you take to put on your team? 
Well, more, I'd start with Chris Jones, but I'd make him a defensive tackle, not a defensive end. end right. And Tyron Matthews, the only other guy. And Tyron Matthews, the Honey Badger, absolutely those yeah. two guys. But the, it, it's like, you know, Frank Clark, they give up a first-round pick for him. Where's he been? Absolutely. Like, I know he's missed a couple of games, but the guy, he's a missing in action guy, mm-hmm. whether, he's, whether he's not playing in the game or out there. He hasn't done anything. Greeny with you presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Here's what the Dallas Cowboys have become. The Dallas Cowboys have become all the things that great teams are. There's two different qualities they have. One is they, they can beat you even when they don't play their best. Right. And two, they can beat you however you want to make yes. them play. They can beat yeah. you throwing it. They can beat you running it. They, can, they, they, are, they have gone from being good to being scary good. Yeah, absolutely. And also, too, think about the beginning of yesterday's game. They weren't playing their best football. Right. Right. This team is turning the football over. They're dropping footballs in the end zone where they could have opportunities to score a touchdown. And they just keep plugging. And I think that's a huge that, that, that's, that's huge in the fact that Dak Prescott gives them that belief. They have a leader who believes that no matter where the game is, we can continue to play. We can continue to make plays. And now you have a defense that's making plays, a defense that's rushing the passer, a defense that's turning the football over. And coming into this season, all we talked about was how they were historically bad yep. last year. And they, didn't have, they don't have to be great, right? They just have to be good. They just have to make enough plays, and they're doing that right now. Yeah, they really are. And w- when I look at this team, we all would agree that they never played great yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yet they won by 24 points. Right, right, right. 24 points. And to your point about this defense, look, they're getting – they are turning the football over. They've had as many interceptions through five weeks of the season as they had all of last season. Right. And, and I look at them, they're a completely different team. Schematically, mm-hmm. Dan Quinn comes in, is doing a hell of a job, uh, in my opinion, the defensive coordinator. All right, doing a great job. But this is a fast defense. Last year, they were so slow, looked like they were stuck yeah. in mud, mm-hmm. and they are flying around. This Micah Parsons, man, y- your guy Diggs has been, been playing great, but Micah Parsons, they get Van Der Esch back healthy. Like, this team is fun that, to watch even on defense. And I, and I think that's huge, right? When, when Rex talks about this defense playing fast, the one thing we attributed to Jalen Smith was the speed in which he played sideline to sideline. This defense is so fast and playing so well, he becomes expendable yeah. because yeah. of a guy like Michael Parsons. That's how far this defense has progressed. I mean, they're so much better than I thought they were going to be. I'm the first to admit that I was wrong about them, and we'll see. Right now, they look as good as anybody in the entire league. Let's make this Straight Talk, meanwhile, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Speaking of being as good as anybody in the entire league, Rex, I always give you credit. Because leading into the draft of last year, not the 21 NFL draft, but the 2020 NFL draft, there were three quarterbacks we knew were going to go early. And the only person who was regularly coming on Get Up and saying, the guy that should go first of them is Justin Herbert. And Tua winds up going ahead of him, and Burrow, who is terrific, winds up going ahead of him. But right now, Justin Herbert, at the age of 23, who has made 20 NFL starts in his career, he's barely more than a rookie. What, what in the world are we seeing in him? Yeah, you're seeing a guy that is going to win multiple MVP things yeah. down the road. And yeah. look, somebody's got – Aaron Rodgers has got to pass the torch eventually. Why not this guy right here? And t- look, look at the, the poise that the guy plays with. Oh, you're going to press him? He'll just retreat, whatever. He's got a cannon for an arm, and he's way more athletic than people think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right? He blew up the combine. Remember when he came out, I'm like, oh, Ran my well. God, yeah. is he that fast? And, and we also know how smart he is. So what did the Chargers do? We've got this special guy. 
We've got a special guy. Let's protect him. They draft Slater with with the, uh, the first amazing. pick. He's been been fantastic From already. Northwestern. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> they bring in a great center. They bring in guys. Look, last year people don't realize how good Herbert was. He wins Rookie of the Year. He played without three starting offensive linemen almost every single game last year. Mm-hmm. Like, where, where guys say, oh, they, they got three linemen out? What happens? They stink. Not this guy. So, to me, this guy is absolutely legit and going to be in, in many, many, many conversations for MVP. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. A couple of other things I want to get quick hitters on. Um, going back to Cowboys, but the Giants, the team they play, that was a brutal day. I mean, for the yeah. Giants, who kind of played tough. You can't have a worse day than they no, do when you have your quarterback and your star running back carted no, they, off the field. They, they play extremely tough, and both of those guys you actually root for. Like Daniel Jones is playing well coming into this game, and he's just trying to make a play, but he lowers his head, and now he has a concussion. Saquon Barkley with like a freak basketball injury. We see that all the time under the, under the basket, guys mm-hmm. going up for rebounds, guys driving. They turn their ankle like this, and it blows up like a balloon. And so if you're a Joe Judge, you're kind of sitting around thinking to yourself, what else – can happen. And I know for a guy like Saquon Barkley, all of the potential, all of the talent to be the number two overall pick and to now be dealing with this ankle coming off of a year you tear your ACL is extremely tough. Yeah, no, absolutely. And one thing I'll say, and Ryan, you and I both know that as well. Sometimes when you hit the quarterback, the whole team feels it. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened in that game. As soon as Daniel Jones got up like this, you know, staggering and all that kind of stuff. Game was over. Game, set, match, over. Yeah, and, and we'll see when he's able to come back because obviously the Giants at this point are, are they're thin and they're playing for their kind of for their lives and they were playing tough yesterday. One more I have to ask you about the Jets, Rex, while I have you here. Um, <sighs> it felt like a step forward last week, that game against yeah. Tennessee, and then, and, and then yesterday to at least to me felt like a huge step back. Yeah, it really was. I mean, you're playing the worst uh, defense in the league, yeah. a, a team that was giving up more points than anybody in the league. Unfortunately, you're scoring less points than anybody in the league. Yeah. So ultimate pillow fight. Who ended up winning the <laughs> Not thing? Ultimate pillow the, fight. Oh yeah, the, the you know the the Atlanta Falcons. And to me, this is a step back. And it's just like golly, at least have some punch to you. We're seeing Detroit. Yeah. We put they up fight. that thing right there. They, they haven't won a game. I'd much rather have Detroit because they give every darn thing they have. I'm proud. I would be proud to be a Detroit Lion fan. Right now, I am a New York uh, Jets fan, and I'm not proud of it right now. RC, yeah. what can, can you talk me into anything good? I can't because I actually picked the New York Jets this week. I, yeah. thought, I thought the Atlanta yeah. Falcons were terrible on defense. I thought we saw signs from Zach Wilson. But the thing I did know was that this defense of the New York Jets plays hard, right? They're physical. They rush the passer and they hit. They didn't do that this weekend against the Atlanta Falcons. And it's very disappointing because you want to progress as a first-year head coach. You want to progress as a team that's trying to get better. And this wasn't a step forward for a team that found a way to win against a good Tennessee Titans team, albeit without Jones and without who, uh, without Jones and without A.J. Brown. Yeah, but that was it was just unwatchable. I mean, I apologize yeah. to America that you were stuck with that at 9.30 <laughs> that in the morning, morning right? yesterday because it was just the Jets were so un. It's one thing to be bad, but to your point, like the Lions, it's, it's another thing just to be bad and look like you're kind of going through the motions to look like you have no chance of getting better. That was, Rex, I'm discouraged. I mean, I, yeah. I would describe myself as feeling discouraged yesterday. Two starting, good thing uh, Calvin Ridley and Gage never played. Right. They're, right. they're two starting receivers Absolutely. against that defense, that who, hideous. by the way, benefited greatly from uh, in that Titan game. But yeah, that's, 
It, it's crazy. Rex Ryan, RC, guys, I love you both. Thank you so much. Thank for you, my man. Out. Always sure. a pleasure to have you here. Uh, did you know that starting stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs? That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone with AutoZone. My hot takes coming up next, which will include the best player in the league. That's next. I'm Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. do you ever wonder what you would do if you had unlimited hours in the day would you pick up a new hobby or focus on one you've neglected lately would you spend time with those people you haven't seen in a while Well, there's a chance if you've considered having more time in the day, you're too overworked, stressed, and you haven't spent enough time focusing on yourself, that's where BetterHelp comes in. Therapy can be the spark to help you organize everything in your life and prioritize yourself. The journey of self-improvement isn't an easy one, but I believe when you devote time to your mental health, you become a better version of yourself. So let BetterHelp be your guide along the way. Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny. Greenies takes. All right, so I've put together my top five takes coming off of yesterday in the National Football League. There was some good, there was some bad, there was some ugly. Let's get it started here. Number five. The Bears advanced their franchise yesterday rather than merely winning. With everything going on with the Raiders and everything else, I think that the Bears could easily have won that game with Andy Dalton as their quarterback. But had they done so, that would have really accomplished almost nothing. And winning games at this point in the season is important, and they are over 500. So while I don't think they're a playoff team, I certainly think they should think they're a playoff team. So I understand that winning the game yesterday was paramount. But in the big picture, winning that game with Andy Dalton at quarterback would not have advanced them at all. If your goal this year is to get from point A to point B, because eventually you want to get to point C, winning that game with Andy Dalton yesterday would have been remaining at point A. So I think it was a big deal that the kid goes out there and gets hurt and comes back and immediately runs back on the field, runs out of that blue tent after hyperextending his knee on what was a scary-looking play. If you saw it, that was a bad-looking play. Obviously, he's okay, okay enough to finish the game, comes right back out there. Bears didn't play great on offense yesterday. They're not great on offense, but they did enough. And just the more he's out there, the better it's going to get. So to me, that's my primary takeaway from the Justin Fields of it all yesterday. 
Wasn't a great game, but it was a step forward. With each game that he plays, he's going to get better, they're going to get better. And if they can win along the way, that almost feels like gravy. Number four. The Cowboys are scary. They're scary good. Now, everything I know about great teams, I always relate back to the legendary Michael Jordan Bulls teams where I cut my teeth as a reporter. That's where I started, was covering those teams. And the two things that made those teams great, the two qualities they had that made them great, the Cowboys have. One of them is they'll beat you when they're not playing their best. Most teams, when they're playing at their very best, have a shot to win. And if they have the kind of talent that those Bulls teams had, of course they would. But what the Bulls could do in those days was they could beat you when they didn't have their fastball working. So that's A. The Cowboys have that now. They didn't play good yesterday at all. They didn't look good at all. And yet they won the game by 24 points. Now, the Giants injuries obviously had a lot to do with that, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But the Cowboys, they they won without their good fastball yesterday. And the other thing, as I've said about them repeatedly, is good teams, great teams can beat you no matter how you force them to play. Like, what is the legendary line about Belichick? He'll make you play left-handed. They got a great left hand. The Cowboys are ambidextrous. They can beat you running. They can beat you throwing. And their defense is opportunistic and getting better. So the Cowboys are legit good. They are a legit Super Bowl contender. You cannot make a list of the teams that you could see win the Super Bowl this year right now and not have the Cowboys on it. You could argue about where on the list they belong, but they are on the list for sure. The Cowboys are scary good. These are Greeny's takes. Number three. The Bills are who we thought they were, and the Chiefs are in big trouble. The Bills are probably right now playing better than anybody in the NFL. They're a block punt away from being unbeaten. I don't want to not give the Cardinals their due. They are the last unbeaten, and they they have been very impressive, and their defense is so much better than most people realize. (coughs) And Kyler Murray is an MVP candidate. But so is Allen. The, the Bills are scary good. They are ridiculously good. Allen is outstanding. But I don't think we didn't know that going into last night. I think last night was more about the Chiefs being much more vulnerable than I expected them to be. I'm old enough to remember when we were having conversations during this offseason about the Chiefs going 17-0. and Now I'm sitting here making lists of teams they're going to have to beat out to get a wild card. Like, let's just say for the sake of argument right now, we want to put Buffalo, Baltimore, the Chargers, and the Browns in the playoffs, plus someone from the South, so we'll make that Tennessee. Let's say that's five of the seven AFC playoff teams this year. Buffalo, Baltimore, Tennessee, Cleveland, and the Chargers. I'm, I'm I'm just making this up as I go. Now you're talking about who are the other two teams that make it? Denver falling by the wayside. Raiders falling by the wayside. I'm kind of impressed with what I've seen from Cincinnati. I think they're going to get better. What are the Colts going to be? They have this murderous first five games. Maybe they're not good enough. Maybe the Patriots aren't good enough. Dolphins are much worse than I thought they'd be. So maybe, just maybe, Kansas City winds up getting in because there just aren't enough good teams in the AFC. But that's not what we thought the Chiefs were. And Hembo gave this stat to Orlovsky on TV today, and I want to make sure that we really underline it. The greatest show on turf, Rams, once upon a time, averaged 7.0 yards per play on offense. That's the highest of any team in history. No team has ever averaged that many points per play for a season. Right now, the Chiefs are allowing 
7.1 yards per play on the season. Through five games, they have turned every offense they've played into the greatest offense ever. That's how terrible this defense genuinely is. And I don't care how good Mahomes is, and he's unreal. You can't overcome that. So I think the Chiefs are, in, in a, by their standards, in some real trouble. I certainly still think they'll make the playoffs. But do I think that they're now among the AFC big boys? I, I'm not convinced they are. Number two. The Jets have regressed terribly. Yesterday was a terrible day. And I would ask the question from the coach who last week wanted to tell us how how great they were during the week, how great their execution was in practice. I would ask, what the hell are they doing all week? Like, what are they practicing? No team has ever been worse to start games than the Jets have been. They have not scored a point in the first quarter of five games this year, and they've been outscored in their five first halves, 75-13. to 13. Their offense is non-existent in the first halves of games. What are they planning? Like, all these teams script all of their plays, right? That's a, You got the script. This is what we're going in with. Then we'll start adapting from there. The Jets should start adapting on Wednesday. Just assume whatever you're going with is not going to work. The legendary George Costanza opposite episode. Whatever you think, do the opposite. Because it sucks. And what's happening is, this is a game that, uh, that, that yesterday was a total step backwards. The coaching is awful. The talent is awful. And the young quarterback looks dazed by it all. And who can blame him? I hate rooting for this team. Rooting for the Jets is like a job. It, it's, it's like something they couldn't pay you enough to do. <laughs> you get up in the morning at 9.30. All they do is ruin your whole freaking day. I, they just take my phone away from me yesterday. I was I was going to start. I was going to start making up. Stace is like, I'm taking your phone away. I'm not letting you post what I what you're going to write. Because if you're going to post the things you're saying out loud in this room, I'm taking your phone away. Because the, the it's impossible to believe how terrible they are. And last week it felt like a step forward. I told you I don't care how many games they win, but you got to play. That's the worst defense in the whole sport. They're playing yesterday. They had three points at the half. They're awful. I, what? I, I mean, I, I, I'm speechless. I, I don't even know what to say. So I didn't want to finish with that, so I'll, I'll finish with something good. Number one. You're starting a team right now, and you could pick any player on the face of planet Earth to start it with. I think I might take Justin Herbert. I, I, I'm, I'm not overstating that. I mean, at least I'm not making that up. I know that Patrick Mahomes seems like the most obvious answer ever. But Patrick Mahomes, and I love him. This is not in any way to denigrate Mahomes. Mahomes is phenomenal. Period. End stop. Full stop. New paragraph. But he also has, from the moment he entered the league, been in extraordinarily good circumstances. Justin Herbert has not been anywhere near good circumstances. He took over. You all remember what happened last year when Tyrod Taylor got a shot that went wrong and he winds up playing when he's not expected to, and he never gave the job back. He's only started 20 games in the NFL. He's 23 years old, and he's the best player in the league. You watch him play? Am I overstating it to say he's the best player in the league? I mean, the three best quarterbacks so far this year. Maybe you want to put Dak in. I don't know, Brady. There's so many. Justin Herbert is as good as any of them. And he's younger than any of them. He's younger than Allen. 
He's a year behind Allen in, in terms of when he got picked. He's two years behind Mahomes. Three, actually. Three years behind Mahomes. Herbert has started 20 games. You watch him play? Does he look like a kid? In a sport where we're seeing all these rookies play, he's unreal. They put everything on him. Justin Herbert is so good. The list of all the players who were drafted ahead of him is going to become the stuff of legend. Uh, Burrow doesn't really... You're never going to say Burrow is a terrible pick, because I love Burrow. But Herbert has a QBR on third and fourth downs, which is when quarterbacks make their money. Which uh, The QBR is on a scale of 1 to 100. His QBR is 95. He's stupid clutch and stupid talented and just stupid good. That's what Justin Herbert is. And right now, if I could start a, a team with any player in the sport, I think I would take him. And that... Uh, and those are my takes here on ESPN Radio. Greeny with you. Now let's find out what's on the mind of the members of the Hashtag crew who are all assembled today. What's on your mind brought to you by my computer career training for a better life. Hembo, I will start with you. Hashtag Hembo, of all the things you saw yesterday, what is on your mind? I would say that Baker Mayfield is holding the Browns back. That was a game that Baker Mayfield should have won. That was a game that a good quarterback would have won if, if he were quarterbacking the Browns, who have the best run game in the league by far. And I gave this stat to Dan Orlovsky today on TV, and I'll repeat it. When it matters, in the, in the second half in the game being within one possession, Baker Mayfield's QBR, a stat you just cited, is 20 out of 100. 20! That's 31st in the league. Only Trevor Lawrence has been worse. So, so far this season, he's not even a quarterback that you win with. He's a quarterback right now that you win in spite of. You know, it's so hard for me to say that or to agree with you this morning because he threw for 305 yards, two touchdowns, zero turnovers. But if you watch the end of that game, it's hard to argue because the great quarterback walks out on the field and moves his team down the field. And if you watched that two-minute drive yesterday after they pushed Austin Eckler into the end zone, the defense did a great job. You've never seen a team make a greater play to give up a touchdown than the Browns did at the end yesterday. And Mayfield runs out on the field with a minute and a half left. With 40 seconds left, they had gone 12 yards. They went 12 yards in 50 seconds. It was terrible. They're checking the ball down. and Just terrible. And they coach with no confidence in him. They ran the ball on a third and 10 late in that game rather than take a chance and let him throw the ball and punted the ball back to Justin Herbert, which teams should never do. They should treat him like they treat Patrick Mahomes. So I think holding them back might be stronger than I'd be willing to say, but I understand why you're saying it. Hashtag Nuno is next here as we assemble the uh, the members of the hashtag crew. Nuno, what's on your mind? Oh, wow. Where to begin? But uh, I will say this because you mentioned about the Chiefs. I think Patrick Mahomes is this generation uh, Aaron Rodgers, whereas he had success early on, team success early on, won a Super Bowl, has gone to another one, just like Rodgers, and granted it was a couple years after. But it's always going to be – there's always going to be something missing. And I think the way that team is built, the lack of, you know, the issues with uh, defensively, Everyone around them has caught up to them, and we will be wondering why they haven't gone to more Super Bowls in the near future. May I say something? Mm. Go ahead. Is anyone else disappointed by this? Was Nuno's take today not going to be about the New York football (laughs) giants who had, on the same day, their starting quarterback, their superstar running back, both carted off the field and the star wide receiving um, 
uh, a free agent they brought in, Kenny Galladay, injured yesterday and yet still kind of scratched and clawed and fought in a game against the hated rival Cowboys. Your take today is not about the Giants? I mean, because I figured we would get to them later when we do Nuno's notes, but like... uh <laughs> I just can't. I, I, I see. This is what happens. You want to get me going? Yes. I, I'm Greeny. I am upset because not only those injuries and a lot of them, especially like the Saquon, was just a fluke injury. Um, it's just that I've res- like I've resigned myself to the fact that this is going to be another excuse. All these injuries for John Mayer to keep Dave Gettleman and Jason Garrett around and think that they're on the right track. This team is so over- underwhelmingly untalented and I know that doesn't make sense but it does in my head that they just they've underperformed defensively they had all these so-called weapons offensively and none of them play and you want to know the number one reason Dave Gettleman should be fired Mm -hmm. Nate Solder he gave him all that money he had to put him back in his natural position at left tackle he was a disaster yesterday a disaster that would be the reason when I fire him at the end of the year because we'll give him to the end of the year is just play that in the loop on a loop say hey Dave you did this you did this you did you know I, I can't and then I gotta look at Bubba with that darn Prescott jersey on for like the 85th day <laughs> hasn't washed it in like three and a half years and it's just it's getting to me see was I right or was I right? <laughs> That's what we needed. Th- th- this is why I'm in all these radio halls of fame, because I know that what we need Nuno to do is rant and rave about the Giants, not talk off the top of his head about Patrick Mahomes for no obvious reason. <laughs> Meanwhile, let me then, I saved the best for last. Bubba today is wearing the Dak Prescott jersey. Your Cowboys are looking spectacular. Bubba, what's on your mind? Oh, man, another week, another full week, Hembo. We're going a full week. I've lost track. I don't even know what day this is. Yeah, as Nuno said, this is, I don't know, day 25 of the jersey. Haven't washed it, haven't shaved, but we're going strong, baby. Another good win from the Cowboys. I agree with everything you said earlier. It was kind of ugly for a while there, but that's what good teams do. They battle it out. Division game, ugly win, but Diggs continues to be great. Rebirth of Zeke, I'll take it. Dak, glorious. Dan Quinn, great man. But the star of the show, to me, Kellen Moore. Yeah. Because when you're having, when I'm seeing legit NFL former players and just all types of NFL, you know, stars saying, I've never seen that play call, that's something to me. You know, that, that, uh, that little fake, play down yeah, with Zeke Elliott at the disc. Yeah. Multiple play, you know, on Twitter, like, I've never seen that. Yeah. And if Kellen's dialing that up, I'm having some great confidence in the future. So we're looking good. We got the Patriots this weekend. Could be another week of the jersey. Get ready, Hembo. Feeling good. I don't think there's any team I wouldn't favor you against at this point. They're playing at New England, then at Minnesota. Win. Then they get Denver. Win. Then they've got the Falcons. <laughs> Win. And then they go to Kansas City. Let's see where everybody Kansas is City. by the time we Jeez. get to that. What, are they in last place? <laughs> Actually, they are in last place. Uh, and, and so we'll see where we go. Okay, that's what everyone here is thinking about. Now, of course, if you know Hembo, you know he's also thinking about the baseball. We're going to get you to that in a few minutes. We will certainly catch you up on what happened there. And I will get into the one thing that could happen after this weekend that I did not think at all possible. Greeny, the podcast. All right, as I look over my picks for this week, I went 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. It's demon time on prize picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. 
With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash Greenberg, code Greenberg, for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I got a push on the Bengals. And again, that I had the Bengals plus the three at home against Green Bay. And, and I mean, they had two kicks in the air that would have won it, one of which the kicker actually thought he made. But whatever, that winds up being a push. I had the Giants plus the seven. I mean, if you had told me that Saquon and Daniel Jones were going to be carted off in that game, I certainly wouldn't have made that pick, but that's why they call it gambling. And then the Raiders, if you had told me all that stuff, I had the Raiders minus five and a half. If you had told me the stuff with John Gruden was going to happen before the game, I would certainly not have picked them. But whatever, you make the picks on a Friday, and that is what it is. Uh, on the plus side, I had the Chargers minus the two, which I felt great about, and I had the Bills plus the two and a half, which I told you was my best bet of the season. So 2-2-1 two, two, and one yesterday, 14-11-1 on the season so far. That's where we stand right now with the KOD picks. In the meantime, we never give short shrift to the baseball. Ready to go right now. Green, light green light with Greeny. Give me the green light. And so I'm giving Hembo the green light here. Take us through. Obviously, last night at Fenway was a classic. We had the White Sox staying alive yesterday. Catch everybody up who has not been following closely where we are with all the baseball. Yeah, game three last night at Fenway was an absolute classic. Like you said, 13 innings of ball, 16 pitchers used. And so, of course, because it's baseball, how you define the game is this weird, quirky rule that could really only happen at Fenway Park because the wall is so short there where the ball sort of kicks off of the wall, back off of right fielder Hunter Renfro's hip unintentionally, knocking it over the fence. The game at this point tied at four in the top of the 13th inning. Had that play sort of gone on as, as we all see you know, what, have, what would have happened, the Rays are going to lead five to four going into the bottom of the 13th inning. Instead, it's a four to four game and Christian Vasquez walks it off. And now the Rays, the 100 win Rays are on the ropes and the, the Red Sox have a chance to put them away today at Fenway Park. This is not something that I saw coming at all, but I think it goes to, goes to show that sort of when you, when you play games like this, especially there, where almost anything can happen, like the little intricacies of Fenway Park made a huge difference in yesterday's game. And so, at least in some sense, it was a little bit charming. Well, I mean, that's one of the things that I've always loved about that ballpark is that those things, there are things that happen there that don't happen anywhere else. Think back to the the wildcard game against the Yankees with the ball that goes off the wall that winds up turning into a ricochet. And I mean... um, 
a, a perfect relay and, and they get the out at the plate, you know, that, that ball's a home run in most ballparks. Or I think they said 11 ballparks, whatever. Mm-hmm. The point is the little intricacies of Fenway Park are always fun. Meantime, I had some friends who went to see the White Sox oh. <clears throat> last night in Chicago on the south side. They kept that alive. Yeah, they rallied to keep their season alive. I don't know if you saw much of the, the video there um, in yesterday's game. It was sort of buried behind all the football, but they were they did like a blackout. A blackout, there, and yeah. It was rocking. It was the most electric atmosphere for my money in the postseason so far. I know people say that's a Cubs town, but last night they were all in on the White Sox, and they actually they were down five to one in that game, rallied to win twelve to six, and that bullpen finally showed up by retiring the final sixteen hitters of the game, and they had the chance to win today. Carlos Rodon, who's going to start for them, Green, who was an American League Cy Young favorite for much of the season, he did not pitch all that well down the stretch, but he is as good as it gets if his stuff is on, and the White Sox could force a could force a game five in Houston two days from now but that was an electric environment it's really good to see playoff baseball back on the south side yeah absolutely and so today we get that great day that you love in the sport where oh. you get all four games right so today we got all four games for you again ESPN radio's got all the action we got Milwaukee Atlanta is the early game today then we got the White Sox home game is in the middle of the afternoon prime time tonight is the Red Sox game at home with Tampa and then late night tonight, you got the Giants at the Dodgers mm. with that series, even at one game apiece. So a terrific weekend of baseball behind us, and we'll see where it leads to all of this. And then finally, I told you there was one thing that could happen as a result of this weekend that I would never have imagined possible. The scoop. And that is that Alabama could be on the ropes in the college football. They do not look unbeatable. That game a couple of weeks ago <coughs> when they played Florida, I watched the beginning of that, and they looked at they're going to they looked at they're going to beat Florida seventy to nothing, and I remember thinking to myself, and I think I actually posted something about it on Twitter, saying they're unstoppable. Like Alabama is unfairly good, and then you know what happened? Florida almost came back and won that game, and then there we go, Nick losing for the first time ever to one of his assistants on Saturday night in a game in which his team did not look like the better team on the field. If you watch that, and Texas A and M is not ranked going into this game. But if you just watched that game and you didn't know anything about it, you would not think that the better team lost uh, just based upon that game. Did you watch it? I did. Yeah. And I, and I agree with that sentiment. What's weird here is with Nick Saban's teams, the defense has always come. And, and, and how dominant they are is based upon how well the quarterback plays and how many points they can score. But that was the worst defensive performance that I've seen from Alabama in years. Yeah. Years. And, and so they're by no means a lock now to make it into the playoff. Now, our analytics say they've still got a 55% chance to make it. We also believe our analytics that Georgia would be a four-point favorite on a neutral site against them. That game is a long way off, and both teams still have to get there, but assuming they wound up playing each other for the SEC championship, based on what I've seen so far this year, Georgia looks like the better team. Oh, yeah. Now, again, Mm -hmm. that's still whatever it is, a month and a half away or whenever that two months away. So a lot of things can change, and I wouldn't put it past Nick to make those changes. But right now, what, what felt like the surest bet in the world, which is Alabama in the playoff, doesn't seem so sure. And our rankings reaction is brought to you by Wendy's. Get a sausage or bacon, egg, and Swiss croissant for just $1.99 at Wendy's during breakfast hours only. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Say that word. Egg and Swiss. What is it? Egg and How do you say it? Egg and Swiss? Croissant. Croissant. Or croissant. Well, how, how do you say it? There's it's, no it's, Q. It's, not, it's not an easy croissant. word to pronounce. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, an, it's a word that is pronounced differently by a lot of people. I, I'll get back to that in a minute. <laughs> uh, and you should listen anyway. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to Greenie the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greenie on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.